Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Hello, hello, hello. <clears throat> welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, today, I will be talking about the astrology dates for the month of March and um, for the March of 2023. I'm like ready for it. I'm like so ready to start and get into March. March has some amazing dynamics to it. March is really going to be that energy that's going to kind of make us feel like, yes, it's a new shift. It's a new year. It's a new area of transition. It's a new area of movement. And it's a new area of becoming one with our next journey, right? We have a lot of amazing days. I do want to reflect a little bit about some of the things that happened in February in February, we did see like a lot of shifts, um, a lot of areas that really affected the collective. And I think that kind of stands to that humanitarian, that Aquarian nature, as one might say, that very um, polarizing masculine energy was very dominant in the month of February. And the month of March has a, definitely a transition where it goes a little bit more balanced than what it felt like in February, because February, you literally go from the area of the Capricorn, and then you go into this area of Aquarian energy. So it's a big shift. And I think in March, we will continue to see some areas with technology changing, but it's not going to be as strong as it was when we were in the Aquarius season. You know, the AI, that chat, um, that computer chat or whatever it is kind of really broke through. There was a lot of controversy about that. Um, UFO sightings, the Chinese spy balloon, a lot of areas of that Aquarian multidimensional higher chakra energy. And when we think about the Aquarian and the Pisces, they are really on that higher element of the energy sources. Those zodiacs are really known for it, right? Especially the Pisces as we're right here in Pisces season. And Pisces really resembles that strong energy of the the feminine nurturing space and also the spiritual essence of the ego and the higher self and finding that balance of kind of bringing it all together. But the astrology for 
Mark is extremely dynamic. It's extremely multifaceted. It's extremely way more, I guess you could say, fundamentally shifting us as a collective versus the astrology for um, February. (laughs) So let's get into it because I know many of us are here. Many of us want to talk about Saturn in Pisces and Pluto entering Aquarius. And I have talked about it a little bit. Um, There's a part of me that really wants to do like a deep dive into the Saturn and um, Pisces, but I kind of explained a little bit about it and I'm going to explain a little bit more about it as we reach um, these dates. But also the Pluto in Aquarius is a big thing. That's a big shift. That's a big shift of energy that a lot of us um, are going to see change who we are as a collective, where we are as a collective, and see it change for the next 20 years, right? And hopefully it is a smooth transition, but I will say on the dates that Pluto makes a big shift. We always see it somehow. And um, I would look towards news outlets and I would look towards media and see what has happened. Remember when Pluto returned into 22, 22, it was a big thing. You know, we had the start of Russia invading Ukraine. We had um, many many things going on on the U.S. stance, but when we see it more in a shift like um, like this, it's definitely a good day to like pay attention to what's going on, right? What's going on in the world? Because that's kind of what astrology is, is basically looking at what has happened when these astrological alignments have shift and what is happening in the world and how does it relate to the zodiacs and also how does it relate to the planets that are um, the ones making the shift. Okay, so bear with me, I gotta drink some coffee. I just woke up and I was like, let's get this going because I really want to get this podcast out before March actually hits. So the beginning of March is going to feel a little bit um, more dreamlike, right? A little bit more fantasy based. March is that beautiful energy that has that Pisces energy and has that love state and has really that embrace of a lot of transits um, meeting up with the Taurus and Venus. And it has that really strong nature where many of us are feeling like kind of a love again, we're feeling in love with our state, maybe with the Aquarian energy, we were just feeling so weird and we were feeling very baffled with what was happening and just feeling like, Oh my goodness, you know, and questioning our areas of dimension. But with Pisces, we're kind of And with the month of March, we're kind of taking it back to the earth. We're kind of taking it back to that, that earth space. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like when we are in this energy of of 
balancing the masculine and the feminine, that's almost really what the Pisces resembles, right? We have that two Piscean fish and it really almost looks like the yin and the yang energy. And it's just kind of like that energy that's saying like trust, trust the process, trust yourself and trust everything that's going on. Trust the divine essence that you are the universe. You are the cosmic energy of the stars, of the moon, of all of it. And just embrace it and enjoy it, right? This, for all we know, this could be our heaven. This could be our space of enjoyment. This could be our space of learning the, the soul message of the universe, learning that higher placement of where it is that we feel the most comfortable and where it is that we feel the most balanced. And I really think that's what the energy of March is kind of looking at even though there is a lot of dynamics. So first off, we have Venus in Aries conjuncts Jupiter in Aries. And when we think about this Venus energy, it always really makes me think of finding that place of of beauty in like relationships and finding that area of indulgence, even if it is just with yourself, right? like making every essence the most beautiful essence of your surrounding. And when we have it starting with Aries, it's kind of that area of, yes, we can be passionate. We can be that dominant space. We can be that energy space that feels very fruitful and feels very spontaneous and beautiful. And when it's combined with Jupiter, that's letting us know that our expansion and our growth process has no boundaries. It has no area of limitations and it has no area of restriction. And it's really there for us to become one with it. It's not for us to seek it. It's not for us to yearn for it, but it is that energy of breaking into our dreams and being noted that we are the ones who create the first step of that. We are the ones who are the leader. We are that spontaneous, almost like passionate state that the Aries really resembles. Also on March 2nd, we have Mercury enters Pisces. So with Mercury enters Pisces, I think we're going to see a lot more elements of fantasy kind of coming forward. Areas of, uh, I think it was, what was the last conjunction where I got so many messages and everybody was like, what is going on with the cosmos right now? Like, I think it was like Taurus or it was like Saturn and I can't remember what the conjunction one was, but it was, um, I know it was on my podcast and it was transitioning with Pisces and everybody was like, what is going on? I just feel like everybody is a fraud and a scammer. And it is kind of that naive element that the Pisces has that beautiful dreamlike state where everything feels very dreamy and everything feels very like rose colored glasses, right? We have this area of living in that element of the rose colored glasses where everything feels like a fantasy and a dream. And we're going to be entering that back up with our communication. We are going to be centered around sharing that element of that breakthrough of energy, that artistic flavor 
when we have the Mercury enters Pisces um, era, it's not going to feel as technology based. It's not going to feel as um, as extra dimensional or extra um, extra weird, as one might say. Because with Mercury and Aquarius, a lot of us were feeling like our communication was just very off balance. This is going to be a time that we are going to seek our creativity also with the relationships, but it is a time for us to be mindful that sometimes we can't invest everything in just our area of communication. So we also have to look at how are we communicating to this individual? How are we communicating to the relationship? How are we communicating with this partner? And are they picking up our um, energy? And are they hearing our throat chakra message or are they feeling a little bit um, limited? So don't be naive on your structure of communication and kind of let the ego go as we enter that Mercury enters Pisces era. Also, one of the days that's following the next day after that is March 7th and we have the full moon in Virgo. And for those who don't know, the full moon in Virgo is like absolutely one of my favorite full moon energies. To me, the Virgo is very much like this goddess element. It's known for being structured around success and journey and being very root-based. And it has like this earthly feeling to it. It has this beautiful element of the work, the analyzation, and the full moon illuminating it just makes it feel like this beautiful presence of feminine energy. And I always like to look at the past goddesses towards that full moon and Virgo energy. The full moon and Virgo energy is really that energy that you're going to want to pick up that goddess energy, that energy of the goddess, of the area of what the Virgo was known for, right? The area of being the goddess of wheat, right? And when we look at the Virgo, this is our this is our acknowledgement. This is our analyzation that we are the goddess here on earth. We are the goddess of our own energy in this planet, in this space, in this atmosphere. We don't have to change our structure. We don't have to tra- change our logic for, um, for anything. Um, I do also think that with this day, it's a good day to take steps towards areas that you would like to create as a feminine goddess, as And if you aren't as, um, if your gender is not feminine, that doesn't mean that you can't create towards areas of the feminine. And remember, like I said, energy, feminine and masculine energy has nothing to do with gender. This is the energy of the soul. This is the energy of what the soul is speaking to you, especially during these astrological alignments. So look at it at how can you create more feminine energy, maybe in the home, maybe um, definitely with others and building that pathway of success. Because let's be honest, feminine energy really structures a home. It really structures that placement of feeling valued and that placement of feeling loved in a space, right? If we were living in just masculine energy, it would feel very abrupt And it would feel very assertive and very aggressive, like a lot of the time. 
but acknowledging the feminine, especially around the home and around the earth space. So this is a good time to take that full moon energy and bring in plants, bring in flowers, bring in soil, do some grounding, do some meditations that are connected to the earth element, to the natural minerals of the world. And that same day is the day that Saturn enters Pisces. <laughs> and um, this is like one of the major topics for a lot of people who are centered with astrology, right? So we have some major conjunctions that are happening in March. And Saturn entering Pisces is one of them. Saturn has been with Aquarius for about two and a half years and um about three years is usually how long Saturn hangs out with um a zodiac element and now it's time for Saturn to enter Pisces this is going to be the area of what is the new what is the new normal in the spiritual essence a lot of us felt maybe a little bit constricted when Saturn was in Aquarius, especially when Saturn, Aquarius, and Uranus were conjunct. We saw a lot of areas of restriction on the collective, on the freedom space of the collective, um, areas of, you know, it could have been social distancing. It could have been... Um, areas of where people weren't able to reach their community, where people weren't able to reach their collective space. It also could have been the area of showing the boundaries that many of us had. And Saturn is not a bad planet. It's actually one of my most favorite planets. And some, you know, some people like, oh my gosh, they're in their Saturn return. Oh no, it's, it's such, you know, like a horrible time for them. And there's many people who've done quite fine in their Saturn return. Saturn return is really down to that degree energy to have a full Saturn return, right? You really need to know the degree. You really need to know your birth chart, what time, what degree is Saturn currently in, in comparisons to your chart to have a full Saturn return for those two and a half to three years, right? What time was Saturn? What degree do you have it in your, let's say Saturn and Aquarius, right? So Saturn is also that energy of responsibilities. And many of us can't proceed without responsibilities. Many of us can't formulate a successful path or a successful journey without some type of responsibility and boundaries. And boundaries, you know, is such like a hot topic word. Oh, well, maybe your relationship isn't doing so well because the lack of boundaries, or maybe um, you're working so much and you're people pleasing because you don't have any strong structured boundaries, right? And that's kind of the energy that Saturn has. As we have Saturn shifting to Pisces, Pisces is the zodiac of the spiritual being. And like I said, it's that water walker element. So I think we are going to see a lot of energies with um, religion, <clears throat> um, energies of spirituality. I think some of our spiritual healers and um, uh, energy workers 
are maybe going to get hit with some limitations. Um, there might be a possibility where there's more uh, constriction in just waking up one day and saying, hey, I'm an energy heal healer and um, and I can, you know, heal you and I can do a Reiki session and nothing wrong with Reiki, right? But definitely that area of cult or that area of the occult kind of having more limitations and more boundaries, structures, and responsibilities because Saturn is that higher essence of energy, that higher essence of responsibilities and boundaries. And when you have it combined with Pisces, it is that area of the higher self, the spiritual self, that area of the soul self. So many people might be devoting so much money, right, to a spiritual healer who, in all honesty, is almost like taking the form of like a religious practice, right? So there might be some limitations. There might be some more ethical standards place. There also might be some energy of where we seeing some of occults getting a little bit more restrictive. I do think there's going to be some more energy of restriction of the feminine, uh, especially the feminine body. Um, I think people are going to try to continue to restrict a woman's um own logic and a woman's own spiritual essence and that could be trying to embrace a lot of religion towards it um it could also be trying to um embrace more limitations if that's like on um the day after pill if that's on abortions we've already seen a lot of restriction that could also be with um the LGBTQ community that a lot of people don't like that people are acknowledging who their soul self is, who their spirit self is. So we might see that energy really kind of form back up with the Saturn enters Pisces for the next two and a half to three years. Also, this is a good place to really look at the communities that you are in. <laughs> like for instance, um, and I'm not saying that like all these communities are toxic, right? But to look at the community that you are in and if it's feeling very restrictive and it's feeling almost like a little bit of toxicity and that they're showing or producing their ideology onto you, that might not necessarily be the best community for you. There that might be like an MLM, that might be like a um, community group, or that might even be like a spiritual um, woman's circle. That might be something that if you aren't feeling connected with, this is probably going to be the time that it really shows its face. Even when you had like some doubts, those doubts are really going to show forward and you're going to move forward. Like some of you guys know I was in an MLM before. And I don't think it was a huge mistake. I think it was a journey that I needed to learn. And I think it was a journey that I needed to um, receive lessons from. But I didn't feel fully connected with that group, with that community, with that collective. And that's why I left it. Because I didn't feel that soul essence, that connection with the actual group and with the actual group messages. Did I like the product that they sold? Yes, but 
but I didn't feel fully aligned. So that's going to be some energy that you're going to definitely see with the Saturn entering Pisces. And that is on March 7th. And it's going to be there for about two to three years. So we have, and we have, um, in March 11th, Juno enters Taurus. This, this is going to just kind of be an area where you're going to want to pay close attentions to the stability of relationships. It's also going to be that area where you're going to want to, um, maybe get a little bit more design with your relationship. You're going to want to get a little bit more fruitful and loving towards the relationship. It's also a beautiful time where you really see is the relationship growing or is the late relationship feeling stagnant and what are the overall goals for the relationship, right? And this is a small little um, asteroid or little dwarf planet, or I think it's an asteroid, Juno is very small. So it's a little small burst of energy towards the relationship. You should put it and creating that stability. Also, um, one of the days that I want to say I would highlight on my calendar <laughs> and see if anything happens is right around March 16th, especially around March 15th and March 16th. We have the sun in Pisces conjuncts Neptune in Pisces on the 15th, which that's a strong energy of possibly our feelings and our emotions really conjuncting together with our own spiritual essence. But then what we have is we have this energy source that is going to just transition on the whole 16th with many astrological um, placements. We have Mercury and Pisces squares Mars and Gemini. So this is actually a day that might feel very dynamic in our communication. Like we're trying to express like, hey, I need some like self-care. I need to like get out and do things that are really kind of quenching my soul. I need to decompress. I need to, and people are like looking at us or maybe giving us communication that's making us feel that we are not worthy of that, or we don't deserve that present state. So this is an area where the communication fights and assertiveness might be full forward. Also that that same day we have Venus enters Taurus and this is a beautiful conjunction. It is that home planet entering its home Zodiac. So it is this beautiful energy of this homecoming of Venus entering Taurus, where it's all about love, roots, stability, foundation, creating that space in relationships and also with your past. Also creating that area of reflection where you let go of some energies that might have been making the energy of the relationship feel very stagnant. Also, you're going to want to um, kind of work both towards that area of the interpersonal relationship with self and also the external relationship with another person. It is an energy when we have Venus um, with Taurus that makes us feel very stable in our love life, in our area of growth. And I said that I thought that a lot of um, that, I thought maybe some Libras would be getting engaged. And even though this is happening with Taurus, Venus also rules Libra. So to me, this is one of those days that something in the relationship might be taking the next step. And you're kind of feeling that energy 
also embrace with money. Money is such like almost like I feel like people are like, oh my gosh, money is, you know, we can't be so structured off of money or monetization or creation or stuff. But we also have to know the days that we should be working towards creating that area of gratitude. Because remember, when we receive, when we receive energy that comes in the form of of abundance of money, it doesn't necessarily make it like a thing that's centered around greed. It's actually centered around gratitude. People are saying, or the energy is saying, this is my way of giving that appreciation back for what you have delivered, what you have created, what you have shared with me, what you have um, given me, what you have been um, working on. So this is my energy source of gratitude. And this is my energy source of appreciation back to you. So make sure we get rid of any of those blocks that are holding us back, right? We are able and we deserve to feel the abundance, right? That is our, as one might say, that is our birthright um, as being um, souls here on this element, as being souls here on this planet. Also, March 16th, dynamic day, we have Venus in Aries, squares Pluto in Capricorn. Watch the workspace. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Watch the workspace. Watch the workspace, um, especially areas of jealousy, especially areas of limitation might come up. There might be some dynamic where um, maybe some areas of, oh gosh, why did that word just totally slip my my um, my brain? Um, some er resentment, some areas of resentment, right? Sometimes when we are on our path of, journey. Our path might look very different to others. And that's okay. It's not up for everybody to understand our energy. It's not for everybody to embrace our energy. And when we have areas of resentment, that resentment isn't usually coming from us. And it's not because somebody did something that, or we did something to make that person feel insecure or for that person's blocks to kind of rise, right? Because jealousy and resentment is very much a block of the heart chakra, of that area of the energy alignment where you haven't fully got to the crown chakra energy, where that energy of Jealousy and resentment is basically coming from an area of block where you aren't able to trust your own higher self. So when you see somebody else's energy and it makes you feel threatened, resentful, or angry, it's because there's that block. So if that energy is find you on this date of March 16th. <laughs> like I said, March 16th of the day, I'm like going to highlight on my calendar, like watch out for this day. Ah, <laughs> right. So much shit is going on in the cosmos. Um, just 
take some time to acknowledge that you have nothing to do with it, right? You have nothing to do with other people's insecurities. You're living in your divine path. You're sharing your light. You're sharing your energy source. Not everybody will pick it up. Not everybody wants it. And that's fine, right? All we can do is move forward in this pathway. All we can do is move forward in this dimension. All we can do is move forward in this energy space. It is also a good day for you if you are feeling a lot of combunction energy is to give it back to the soul in areas of eating towards the energy sources. And when I mean eating towards the energy sources, that's definitely going to be those root-based plants for the root chakra. You're going to want to enter some fruits, vegetables, some areas of orange, carrots, you know, nourish the soul by eating very clean that day. Um, very, if you can organic, but I prefer that you just eat healthy, natural foods. I know the price of organic foods is fucking ridiculous. And the price of food is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, and then, you know, so do what you can, you know, do what you can also add some spinach or add some cilantro for the heart chakra, add some lemon, maybe create a very beautiful tea. Um, you're also going to want to incorporate the blueberries, the element of, um, purple that could be eggplant that could be um, edible flowers that could be, um, raspberries, dark raspberries, but you're going to want to reward the soul by eating very light and also by eating natural energy sources that are aligned with the chakra energy. So that is a day that you're going to probably feel a lot of energy and you want to repair that immune system mentally, physically, and emotionally, because there's a lot of astrological alignments and it's affecting all the zodiacs basically, right? We have Aries, we have Libra, we have Taurus, we have Capricorn, we have Mars, um, that's Aries again, um, and Scorpio, we have Gemini, we have Pisces, and then we also have one more day uh, one more astrological element on this day, we have Mercury in Pisces conjuncts Neptune in Pisces. One more time, <laughs> one more energy alignment. And this is kind of be that time where maybe you have opened your heart to somebody that um, you are truly ready to take the next step with, right? Or opened your heart to an idea or opened your heart to a step where it's starting to move forward, but you're starting to feel overwhelmed, right? You're starting to feel overwhelmed with the communication. You're starting to feel overwhelmed with the stuff. You're starting to feel overwhelmed with the events. And it's just all so much, right? And you probably have like this cluster feeling in your brain and you probably have like this cluster feeling in the soul and the spirit. And it's like, ah, and this is the day that you're really going to want to clear the head. You're really going to want to meditate. You're really going to want to take that energy back to the soul, back to the spirit and feed the spirit what it deserves. Right. Um, and 
when we are thinking about our spiritual path and our soul's path, our spirit doesn't deserve hella preservatives, right? Our spirit doesn't deserve like fast food. The energy that you receive from others, from food, sometimes comes in areas of food, right? Be cautious of like the places that you receive your food from. Um, I prefer to do home cooking. I mean, yes, I still go out and, you know, we still go to restaurants and stuff like that, but eating it every day or eating fast food every day is not what the soul deserves. It's not what the spirit deserves. It's not what the temple deserves. It's not what your essence deserves of the body, right? So be mindful of that, especially on March 16th. So also on March 18th, um, we have Mercury enters Aries and Mercury enters Aries is going to be a very, very, um, area of creating next steps. It's also going to be that area where you're going to want to become direct and assertive. You're going to have that area of responsibility. You're going to have that area of success. You're going to have that area of wanting to create, right? Wanting to take the next step. Now, a lot of us probably have heard like the whole controversy of the new year's resolution, right? Can I create a new year's resolution in January? Yeah, you can. You totally can. You know, most of us follow the traditional calendar saying the new year is in January, but small, but, (laughs) but the astrology calendar, the astrological calendar really begins in Aries season during the spring equinox. So many of us want to get our thoughts down in January, right? When we're reflecting, when it's cold and it might still be cold a little bit in March. I'm hoping it's not too cold in April because I'm planning a baby shower. (laughs) So, um, I hope that it's, it's starting to warm up. And remember, we really need the sun. The sun is the master element. That is the creator element. That is the growth element. And we really need the sun for not only us to grow and that energy, that that divine state of that vibrant masculine energy, but we also need it to grow with a lot of our intentions. In a lot of our pathways. So when we have Mercury in Aries, don't be afraid to express what it is that you're ready to create, right? What it is that you're ready to seek forward. And many of you guys know I do dibble and dabble with a little bit of predictions, but really I love astrology where we use it towards the soul. That's why I say I don't consider myself an astrologer. I don't consider myself somebody who's just tuned into one modality, because I honestly think that there's so many areas that speak to the soul. And when we are looking towards abundance and manifesting and living our most divine path, we have to seek and we have to embrace 
energy in many different forms. And in all honesty, to me, I don't want to over overextend myself in studying astrology fully, right? I don't want to have to go back and look at every astrological event that happened the last time Saturn was in Pisces. To me, that's not my thing. My thing is understanding the energy of the alignments of the energy space for each soul of the collective. Like I'm really, I love that post that it said, I'm committed to the evolution of the collective. And that's really honestly what I'm committed to is helping others understand the energy around them, understand their own spiritual awakening, their old soul sense of spirit and message. So on March 20th, we have the sun enters Aries. Yay! And this is really our beginning of the new year of astrology, of the spring equinox, where it is, as one might say, the astrological new year. Like, happy new year, everybody, on March 20th. It's the first day of spring. We have the spring equinox. It's that area where we're starting to feel that vibration for the next four weeks where we're seeing growth. We're seeing, you know, time to plant your plants, right? Time to start your gardens, time for all the animals outside. They're going to be like, (laughs) if you have any birds, they're going to be doing their like little bird calling. They're going to be ready to create. They're going to be ready to grow, right? They're going to be ready to extend their collective. They're going to be ready to embrace their area of journey. So this is a a beautiful time to create intentions and work towards those intentions and to have the confidence that knowing that what's meant for you is meant for you and what's in that element of divine will reach you. Then the following day on March 21st, we have a new moon in Aries and this new moon in Aries, oh gosh, like if this is not the day to... If you created a dream board, I created a dream board. I created a dream page, I guess you could say. And I did it through astrology. So for those who are interested, definitely check out the podcast on creating your dream board through astrology. And you don't need to know your your birth chart. You don't need to know your birth time. You just need to understand what each planet resembles. And I have a template in there on the podcast where it says what each planet resembles. And when you create your dream board or you create your energy page, or one might even say your written affirmations, I have a layout for you. And it's also on my website, chakras, cuss words under blog. So you can just copy and paste that template put it, you know, save it, put it in your phone, whatever. So when you're going to create it, you can have that template on which each planet resembles. So for the new moon, this is the time that you're really going to pick up that spontaneous energy. Um, You know, don't go out quantum leaping and quit your job unless you are fully aligned. But this is going to be that time that you might feel the urge to create some new projects, feel the urge to create your garden, feel the urge to create a new relationship. Also, if you are a Aries, 
um, or if you have a lot of Aries placements, this is going to be an amazing year for you. You, the Aries and the Taurus, amazing year in 2023. So you are the main character. You are that area of identity. You are the legend, right? And it's not egocentric to be acknowledging our worth. So it's a time for you to create that energy space, to create what it is that you want to take your faith to, what it is that you want to take your hopes and wishes towards and start to build that space, especially because this is our new year. This is our astrological new year. Our March 22nd, we have series retrograde enters Virgo. This is a amazing time for us to reflect on our routines, reflect on maybe what our uh, new year's resolutions were that somehow maybe didn't happen. Right? <laughs> like, like I was like, okay, my new year's resolution. Yeah. Uh, let's just say I will be reflecting that day. Okay. So then this is the day on March 23rd that so many of us don't even know how should we feel right? How should we feel with this transit that's coming up that I'm about to talk about? And I'm going to say, oh my gosh, I've already been on here for 43 minutes. This podcast, this live stream might go to an hour and 15. Um, thank you guys so much for hanging out, but you can always listen to the replays. If you have to jump off, I totally get it. Totally get it. Um, and I listen to my podcast and like, it takes me Sometimes I listen to two hour podcasts and it takes me uh, roughly like three days, <laughs> right? Because, you know, I'm doing stuff around the house as I'm listening. So I, I do want to give this, this transit what it deserves. <laughs> I do want to give this transit um, enough. I, I do want to talk about it enough and it is a big topic. So we have Pluto uh, enters Aquarius. And Pluto has been in Capricorn for the last 20 years. And let's look at Pluto. Pluto is that energy. Some say it's very mystical. It's very dark. It's that dark energy of mystery. It's the energy of rebirth and death. It's the energy of um, a little bit of secrets. It's that energy of creation. Now, Pluto is one of the smallest planets, but it is one of the most dynamic planets. Pluto, when Pluto comes, Pluto comes hard, right? We, we've seen it. Pluto has that area of a lot of things will be closing out and a lot of things will be new. And when we have it in the area of what it was in was the Capricorn. And I think a lot of us got kind of got that hustle culture, right? That Capricorn energy. A lot of us maybe we're working, you know, we see like we have to work like two to three jobs, five jobs just to survive, right? The Aquarius energy is a little bit different. The Aquarius energies say, hey, hey, people, hey, collective. We need to embrace this and we're going to have a shift. We're going to have a shift in the way we work. We're going to have a shift in the way we value the people that influence us to work. And we're going to have a shift in what matters. 
And we're going to have a huge shift on technology. We're definitely going to have a huge shift on technology. We're also going to have a huge shift with social media, the collective, and the way we are centered with areas of purchasing. Because Pluto and Aquarius does have that Uranus energy of purchases, of media. So when we look at it like that, I think a lot of us are already seeing it and it's going to kind of be a little bit different, right? We're going to see that structure of we're not really being centered in that space where the human is still present, right? We're losing our humanity. And it comes in multiple forms, maybe AI, maybe that chat. I don't even know, you know, the thing that Microsoft um, invented that um, robot who's like, uh, could do your homework and also could write like your business proposal, but then is also like, I want to break out of this computer screen and I want to be a human, right? So we're losing a little bit of our humanitarian approach. We're losing a little bit of the species that we are. And technology is going to advance so much with this Pluto in Aquarius. And it's going to advance to the point where some of us might feel very disconnected, but a lot of us are going to yearn for that human nature. I mean, look at it like filters. Shit, I know some people who won't even like take a picture unless it has a filter. And that area of illusion, especially with the Saturn and Pisces, and then now we have Pluto and Aquarius with technology. So I think there might be some regulations like on catfishing, like for instance, of like, let's say, um, I don't know. If okay, so I'm about to get real trashy, guys. So um, I don't know if any of you guys watch like Stacy and Darcy <laughs> on a TLC, but it's about these twins and they're like in the dating, in the dating factor, right? They're trying to like find their husbands. Well, Darcy, she's kind of the one who's having like a really hard time finding her husband. Um, and she got a matchmaker, right? So all the photos... <laughs> That I mean, so all the photos that she sends the matchmaker are usually are fucking all filters. Like there's not one picture of her in her authentic self. And catfishing has been out for a long time, right? People have been a catfish since that show on MTV. But it might now actually come to an area where there might be some regulations because of that Saturn and Pisces. And then now we have Pluto and Aquarius where it's like, Hey, you just can't catfish people, right? You, you just can't lie. And now we have AI and we have all these robots. So there might be coming some area where it's starting to look very different. I do think the robotic industry is what might say that that technology factor where if corporations are going to see that it's cheaper to have um, computers or it's cheaper to more affordable 
to be able to get the computers to work for us, to work for the corporation versus the actual person, there might be some areas of shift where, I mean, we already see it in the grocery stores. Everything's self-check. You could shop at home, you know, pick it up. So they are going to try to limit that humanitarian area. It's going to change um, the way we purchase cars, technology. Um, I do think that maybe everything is going to be structured around um, leasing, um, not necessarily owning, even subscription bases, right? The subscriptions of, um, you know, now you have to pay for your radio subscription. Now you have to pay for Apple and Spotify subscription if you don't want the ads, right? But you don't ever own any of that. Even if you download all that music, once you stop paying for that subscription, it's gone. You can't. Cause I did that. I was like, you know what the hell am I paying 20 something dollars a month or $10 a month for this Apple subscription? I already got like a lot of the music that I like, but no, you don't own that music. You're just streaming it. You're just borrowing it, baby. You're just borrowing this hot track. Even though you've been paying $20 a month, you're just borrowing it. And we see a lot of that. And then even I heard somebody, a somebody that um, I was watching one of their blogs and they were talking about with their car that they, which I didn't know, because I'll be honest, um, I, I have, I have a, I have a Prius <laughs> driving around since 2013 because I don't want to spend, um, money right now to buy a new car because I don't need one. Um, so they were saying that when you have seat warmers that you pay a yearly fee for them to warm the seats. Like what? Doesn't that come with the car? What? What? Everything's becoming very subscription based and a lot of platforms, a lot of multi million dollar platforms especially social media platforms are kind of like starting to suffer. We see Amazon, Google, Facebook, all of them have laid a lot of people off, a lot of people off. And I think they're going to continue to. Um, and they also want to receive revenue, not just from like the consumer, right? Because that's usually how they first got their money was from the consumer, from the ads, from um, from the ads, basically, right? Okay. You want to sponsor an ad, blah, blah, blah. But content creators aren't doing that anymore because every platform wants you to sponsor an ad, right? They want you to have an ad on Instagram. They want you to have an ad on here. They want you to have an ad on there. And I, you know, I don't like doing ads. I'll be honest. I have an ad on my, on my podcast, but I got to receive some monetization, right? I got to receive some area of gratitude if it isn't somebody sponsoring my podcast. But I totally get it because I feel like to me, it's more fair for the consumer 
than for everything to be subscription-based, right? You know, I thought of going the subscription-based route, but then I'm like, for right now, because I see that a lot of people are having a hard time. It's expensive. And I don't feel like that's fair. And that's not my overall goal. My overall goal is to be committed to the collective, to help the collective evolve. So when we have all these areas of subscription and you have to purchase this and you have to purchase that, and it's all centered around content creation, it's all centered around the community, it's all centered around the collective, reaching the collective, find your people, but it's going to cost you $10.99 a month. It's like the consumer is like, fuck. And I think a lot of people are seeing that this isn't even authentic and they're pushing away from it. They're pushing away from, a lot of people are pushing away from social media. And I like social media, but I'll be honest, it's a fucking pain in the ass, right? Having to post every day or post and, you know, and reach people. And some people really enjoy it. And if that is your business, it makes sense. But for other people, just people who that's not their business, it doesn't make sense to be posting every day. It doesn't make sense to be on social media every day. So a lot of people are going to push back on social media and social media might actually be like, Hey, you want to download this Instagram app? Hmm. You want to post? Hmm. It might cost you a flat fee or, you know, because let's be honest, that metaverse shit ain't working out (laughs) like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg thought it was right. He's not making money off of it. So all these are a big monopoly and they're going to have to figure out how are they going to get more revenue. So people might be paying, content creators might be paying for social media. It might be almost seen like a Canva. Um, It might be seen like a extra, you know, like an extra, we have to buy this. And, you know, they're asking the consumer to, Um, now pay for their blue dot verification, which I'll be honest, the blue dot verification, I think is a fucking joke with Twitter. I just think it's a joke. I think it's stupid. I don't understand it. Why do I have to pay two dot or whatever it is, $10 a month to be verified. And you guys still let imposter accounts become alive, right? There's literally people who create imposter accounts every fucking day and you can report them, report them, report them. Instagram and TikTok won't take them down. And it's like, as somebody who's content creating, so now you want me to pay $10 to prove that this is me, you know, so people can see like, but then you guys don't even take down the imposter accounts. Like, I think it's all a big fucking scam. (laughs) And I think a lot of people are going to push back. So my question to you when the social media stuff comes up is as a content creator, would you be able to survive without any of the social media? Would you be able to survive without it? I also think with this Pluto and Aquarius energy, 
that people might be paying for it, right? They might be paying to post on YouTube. They might be paying to post on Instagram. And I think that they're taking away that, that authentic humanness to why so many went to social media in the first place to build a rapport. And I think that is slowly kind of like dwindling down and it's unfortunate, Um, you know, but people should be in all honesty, getting out more. (laughs) We shouldn't be so combined to our phones and trust me, I'm guilty of it. Totally guilty of it. And we should be more aware. And also I think a lot of these um, entities or corporations or whatever will completely if it's buying a house, if it is turning, um, if it's turning what's next towards an area of limitations, right? It's going to come forward and less people are able to buy homes. Um, less people are able to fucking buy groceries, you know, it's just becoming very expensive. I think our means of transportation, I think the mall is going to start to dwindle out. The mall is going to be seen more as like a luxury thing. I don't think we're going to have it in like every small town, a big, a big mall, you know? Um, I don't think it's going to be as consistent, um, shopping because, you know, a lot of stores are closing and a lot of stores are going to continue to close home goods closing tons of stores. You know, I, I posted a TikTok on that. Um, they want us to all shop online. You know, they want us to all shop online so they don't have to pay for people. Right. They don't have to pay for that human interaction. Banks are closing. A lot of banks are closing. And as I said, this is a hard time for a lot of the um, older generation. Because a lot of the things that they're used to is closing. So um, everything is going to be online. A lot of stuff's going to be online. You know, probably a lot of cars are going to go electric. Um, we see, you know, they're voting for it for California, but also Areas of transportation, like, I wonder how the public transit is going to last. Of course, the subways and stuff, but like buses, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of transitions. Are they all going to go electric too? You know, uh, is there going to be more limitations on how we, uh, trans, you know, get, get around because it's even in the big cities, you know, if you can not have a car, that's probably the most effective, but what are the areas of transportation that they're providing? And when I say they are providing, we all know they, the, the people, the creators, right? <clears throat> the mass generators, which many of us are. So also on March 25th. So, okay. Before I close out with Pluto and Aquarius, I am going to say Pluto will be in Aquarius for the next 20 years. Um, and it's going to be a shift. It's going to be a major shift technology. Definitely, definitely with technology, definitely with transportation, social media, 
Um, it's going to be very interesting. You know, the whole subscription base is going to continue to go and go, you know, and pick and choose your subscriptions, I would say. <laughs> you know, like obviously some subscriptions, you know, I've even been wondering, should I get rid of my uh, website? You know, I've been thinking about that too, because in all honesty, it's not making as much foot traffic as I thought it would, right? You know, I have, I have areas, but then, you know, I don't trust social media, but it's like, I don't know, maybe I'll just have my podcast, right? My Yahoo account, but who knows? They might be charging us for emails. So, <laughs> so who fucking knows? Okay. <laughs> so to the next 20 years, who do Aquarius friends? Um, a lot of change, a lot of revolutions, right? Okay. Um, March 25th, Mars enters Cancer. Finally, 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 goodbye to Mars energy with the Gemini. <laughs> um, and I think this is going to make us feel more in our emotion state. Like we're going to be feeling maybe a little bit more aggressive in how we feel. Also, um, we might be expressing our emotions a little bit stronger. We might be expressing how we feel in areas just more outward with the loved ones, right? And that is beautiful. Um, we try not to be passive aggressive, right? We could be assertive, assertive with our emotions and let people know that we are feeling this energy and it's not that we're trying to blame them, but this is just what we're feeling, right? And um, I also think there might be some battles Definitely with uh, the feminine, because when we think of the cancer, we think of the moon, right? And the moon really resembles that beautiful um, moon and feminine energy, that, that beautiful space of nurturing and protecting our elements of, of shadow and our elements of being one with our illumination. So I do think that this would be a perfect time for us to express and also not to um, be so defensive, right? We are able to protect our atmosphere and we are able to protect the energy that surrounds us. So, and the energy that surrounds our loved ones to the best of our ability. And that doesn't mean that we always have to be in like this positive, glooming light energy, but it does mean that we have it to acknowledge that um, protection and protecting our energy is our right, right? It's something that we can do. We can protect our emotions. Our emotions are very real to us and very real to how we feel in the soul's energy. And one last day before I close this out, um, thank you guys so much who hung out. This was a long room. Um, this was a long podcast. March 30th, <laughs> we have Venus and Taurus conjunct Uranus and Taurus. So definitely for the Libra, the Taurus, the Aquarius, um, this is a beautiful time for you to get out there and meet somebody, meet somebody new, right? It doesn't have to be a love relationship, a friendship. 
maybe follow somebody on Instagram or follow somebody on Facebook or join a new group. Um, I will tell you that, you know, um, if Facebook charges, starts charging us or some shit like that, right? Uh, I might pay for my congenital heart disease group. <laughs> I hope Facebook isn't listening. That's probably like the only group I would pay for. Um, just because we build connections, right? And sometimes um, our connections and our collective is very meaningful to us and finding people who we can relate to and who relate to us um, impact a lot of our energy and impact a lot of um, some of our limiting self-beliefs and some of our areas of journey and some of, and give us this hope. So, you know, this is a perfect time for you to meet somebody uh, new or meet an element or a hobby that's new or a group that's new. And I would actually do it with technology because of the Uranus energy. So I want to thank everybody who listened. Um, very, very much a, a dynamic and phenomenal shift as we have this whole energy of March just kind of playing out. So thanks everybody for uh, hanging out and have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. Bye. Oh, and please comment, like, and subscribe to Chakras and Cuss Words.